This episode is brought to you by Father Christmas. Old Costards with Smith and Jones. Hello and welcome to the Old Casters Live Christmas Special. This is the weekly pod where two old men have a laugh, moan and talk a load of nonsense along the way. We also try and learn something new if our old Christmassy brains can handle it. We are Smith and Jones and without further ado, oh hi Mark. Ho 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 Ben. Oh, ho ho The old casters are in the Christmas mood, are they not Mark? Oh look how festive we are. That is brilliant. We're here. Chat is here. How's everybody doing? Are we all feeling festive? Are we all ready for Christmas? I can't can't believe, Mark, we're celebrating our first live Christmas special. It don't seem reality at all, does it? Can you believe that this is our 16th episode? 15 proper with the pilot. Oh, yeah. This is episode 16. I can't believe it, mate. I honestly can't believe it. It's been a a pure pleasure ride of fun and joy from the initial script to now. We've refined the art of the old cast. With the cast listeners Mm -hmm. here with us along for the journey. What a way to celebrate. Exactly right. So, Mark, are we ready for Father Oldmas to uh, come down our chimneys? Almost ready. I've had a, another blitz today. I am of of, of Christmas shopping. I mean, oh, right. I am now <laughs> another blitz. <laughs> I am now almost ready for Father Christmas to come down my chimney and empty his sack. Oof. You see, here on the old castles, we have not Father Christmas and then his mate Father Oldmas. Yes, they work in unison. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like the red arrows, but it's only two of them. <laughs> Father Oldmas comes to all the good old men yeah. and, and old women. <laughs> old women. Old dems. Oh, I can't believe it, Mark. Can't believe it. So we would normally discuss this point. How have we been? How have we been? We already know that you've had a blitz. Today was <laughs> that the blitz was. Yes. I'm trying to think of anything that's happened in the last week since we last spoke. Well, not since we last spoke, obviously, but since we last spoke in podcast <coughs> form. Pretty eventless week, I would say. It's quite quite a quiet week at work. You? Anything happening? Anything going on? Jackson's got a gangly toe. A gangly toe? A gangly toe. What happened was uh, he had come uh, downstairs saying his toe was hurting. So, of course, carries a look, and it is all sorts of red and gangly. And she said, what have you done there? He's picked the nail well beyond the quick, and it's just gone. <laughs> so he's had to go for several trips to the, to the doctors, yes, mate. And he's currently on this, remember amoxicillin, the uh, banana-flavoured stuff you get as a kid? No, 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 you're making it worse. This story's getting worse by the second. <laughs> Well, basically, this new stuff's the more adult version of it, and uh, uh, gives, gives him the Tom Tits, mate. The Tom Tits. Story's getting worse by the second. I know. I actually wretched there. I can't do toes, and that banana aniseed? What am I talking about? And uh, banana amoxicillin stuff is grim. Yeah. So he's got the adult version. Awful memories is... of having to eat that stuff. So, yes. Yeah, so minus that, uh, Carrie, myself. The doggies, everybody else, all right. We're getting really prepped now. The, the house is fully in in Christmas mode. 
I'm looking forward to it now. We're on the countdown. I've got two more days of work and then we're off. So I've got yeah. some holidays. So yeah, come on, Christmas, you bastard. I've got four and a half days left. Oh. I'm working right up to the 22nd and then I'm off for two weeks. I'm off until the 8th of January. <sighs> Cannot wait. But you talking about the dogs just then. Yes. You just reminded me. I, I haven't mentioned this on the podcast. I don't know if you knew. Obviously, I did a TikTok of it, if anyone saw the TikTok. But mm. we got bought an advent calendar. Yes. Did you see? <laughs> I, watched, I watched the couple of opening. Isn't that something garden or something it's called, isn't it? Is that I can't right? remember what it's called. She loves it. She loves it. Very cute doing that with her. Uh, dear. So, uh, Mark, talking about uh, last episode, we bring up uh, people were ringing in and emailing in and texting their top films and their top three films. And uh, mm-hmm. both uh, I Am Tunny 100 and Stimboy 82 came in with their f- uh, three favourite films. And I've also had separate chats and they, they said it was a tough question, uh, tough question to answer. It is a tough question to answer. That's why we gave them three, not one. Yeah. So it was nice to see people interacting with that one, which is always nice. I don't think I'd seen any of the films that they said either. Neither Tunny's top three or Slim's top three. I have, but obviously I've seen a lot more. I know I watch a lot more films than you do, sir. So Yes, I don't watch a lot. But thank you for interacting, everybody. We really, honest to God, we can't say enough. Your interaction with us... And the questions we ask, it really means a lot. It it really oh, we can't we'll be thanking you a lot a lot this evening. It really does mean a lot when you can interact with us. Let us know what you're thinking, highs and lows, all them bits. It, mm-hmm. it me and Mark love it. Me and Mark I honestly love it. So yeah. Yeah. Your interaction is what makes this podcast run. Definitely. We uh we value it very much. So always uh feel free to come at us with whatever you want to say. And that includes tonight. We're gonna to be covering lots of Christmassy topics. Yep. For our Christmas special, and if you can relate, or if you have any answers to to what we're putting out there, what me and Ben are chatting out, chatting about, hmm. please feel free to uh to sound out in the chat, and and we'll we'll read some out. Definitely, definitely. So, Mark, that would normally lead us into. Are we ready to go into? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, hold on. Should we, sorry, it's not. It's live. It's live. I've got to do my. <laughs> crazy facts crazy news crazy facts and crazy news ho 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 Christmas edition so it's tradition Mark that I will hit you with my facts of a first mm-hmm. before your stories so um, hit me with your fact I'm going to hit you with them that Christmas fact did you know both Mark and cast live listeners that Jingle Bells was the first Christmas song in space. No. <laughs> I did not know that Jingle Bells was the first Christmas song in space. Well, um, it's a favourite song for many people, but did you know that Jingle Bells has a special accolade? In 1965, it became the first song to be played in space. During the Gemini 6A space flight, it was broadcast as a prank from the astronauts to those below Mark. Wow. As a prank. As a prank, yeah. Again, I could have copy and pasted a lot more of the fact, but I thought that would be, I suppose they weren't expecting them to play Jingle Bells. I suppose, don't forget, back in 1965, flipping one of them fake flies as a ice cube in your drink was considered a prank. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this will get them. This ain't the <laughs> national anthem. Oh, it's Jingle Bells. <laughs> like that. 
earlier on today, I was I was with my with my children, my grown and growing up children, uh, and we were messing around with ChatGPT. And at some point, I I realized, oh, I haven't done my notes for tonight for the live podcast. So while I was in our unofficial third podcast member, old man. <laughs> The silent partner, <laughs> <laughs> old GPT. I asked, I asked Chat GPT, "Can you tell me facts about Jingle Bells?" And they could. Did you know that it was composed by James Lord Pierpont in 1857, and it was originally titled "One Horse Open Sleigh," and it was written for Thanksgiving, not for Christmas. <gasps> it's not a Christmas song; it's a Thanksgiving song. Lied to, but at the Christmas lies. <laughs> the song was intended for a children's Thanksgiving program to be performed at church. Ooh. Contrary to the wintry Christmas associations, the song is set and the song is set in an open sleigh ride during autumn. Who'd have thought it, eh? The song was first recorded by Will Lyle on October the thirtieth, eighteen ninety nine. On Edison Cylinder. Ooh. Edison <laughs> Cylinder, eh? Is that an instrument? <laughs> oh yeah, it went off on a went off on a tangent. I, I I asked Chat GPT again. Do you have any more fun or random facts about Jingle Bells? And he says, certainly. Here are a few more fun, ran, fun and blah, blah, blah. here are a few more fun and random facts. There is some debate about who wrote Jingle Bells. While James Lord Pierpont is widely credited, some claim it was written by others, adding a touch of mystery to its origin. <laughs> In the 19th century, sleigh races were popular and Jingle Pells was often sung during the festive competitions. <laughs> Another spacey fact for you, Ben. Go on, him. On Mars in 2018, NASA's InSight lander detected vibrations on Mars and scientists playfully referred to them as dinks and donks, similar to the sound of Jingle Bells. It was a fun way to share the excitement of their mission. The first... Oh, this is contradicting what it said earlier it says the first commercial recording of jingle bells was by the edison mail quartet in 1898 providing people with an early opportunity to enjoy the song at home Ew. oh we've got a guinness world record we love a guinness <sighs> world record on this podcast in 2013 over 2,000 people in Alma, michigan set a guinness world record for the largest ensemble of jingling bells by playing jingle bells on various instruments Ooh, rule jingly. As Ben himself would say, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh, oh. So, Mark, did you know that Santa has his own postcode? <laughs> so we know that Santa has an important job every 24th of December, and he knows where everyone lives, but... He does have his naughty and nice list, after all. But did you know that Santa also has his very own postcode? Well, the home of Santa may be the North Pole. Canada has a postcode reserved for children to send their letters to. Each year, Canada Post, uh, Canada Post helps Santa respond to thousands of letters sent all around the world to him, with his address being Santa Claus, North Pole, H0, H080, Canada. Yeah, so you now know where you can send your letters to. No way. To Canada. That's cute. Oh, Canada, 
where Santa apparently lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Santa's kidnapped. Him. So anyone Santa. all over the world can do that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, you send it to that address, the... Uh... Santa Claus, the North Pole, <laughs> H0H0H0. Hold on, I shall uh, copy and paste the bad boy. Oh, you got our Canada at the end of it. Canada, Canada. Canada. And paste that. Mm-hmm. So there in chat is Canada's uh Canada. It's a bloody Canada. That is Santa's <laughs> official address. Matting. Who knew? Who knew? I like a good postcode fact. I'm just a postcode nerd. Is it now? People come up to me at work with their runs and they say, Mark, where am I going tomorrow? And they'll show me their route and I'll go, Oh, that's you're going to this place, this place, this place, this place. Oh, you've got that sort of knowledge on postcodes, have you? Yeah. Oh, all right then. Um, <laughs> NN17. Is that Corby? <laughs> is that? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think Corby and Kettering. I don't know if Kettering's NN16. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but yes, that is definitely Corby. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Mark, man of mystery. So final fact for you here, Mark. Spiders are a traditional Eastern European Christmas decoration. Spiders. Spiders. So in many Eastern European countries, particularly in the Ukraine, finding a spider or a spider's web in your Christmas tree is a symbol of good luck. That's because these countries have a legend of the spider, a Christmas spider, uh, which tells of a poor widow who lived in a small hut with her children. They found a pine cone in the summer and cared for it diligently until it became a pretty tree. Unfortunately, they could not afford a decor- uh, to decorate the tree for Christmas, but upon waking on Christmas Day, they found the tree was covered in ele- uh, elegant cobwebs that shone, in, uh, shone gold and silver in the sunlight. And since that day, the widow and her children never lived in poverty again. Interesting. Spiders in your Christmas tree. Spiders in your Christmas tree. I mean, not being funny, if I had a spider in my Christmas tree, I would probably show up the door, Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. I don't think I'd let it sit there and go, give it all the the jazz, do you know what I mean? I I asked our good friend, Mr. Old GPT, uh, what can, can you tell me anything about weird decorations in other countries? And they said, certainly, Christmas decorations vary widely across cultures, and some countries have unique and even quirky traditions. Here are a few examples of weird Christmas decorations from different parts of the world. And Ben, we're going to save the best of these till last, because there was something that we both learned about on Friday, wasn't there, while we were Googling? No one will get it, neither. Christmas stuff. No one will get it. We'll We'll save that one till last, but it's the first one that Mr. GPT mentioned. But, um... Of course, we have to mention it's not this. This isn't a decoration, but Japan have KFC Christmas, don't they? That's right. Do you know, yeah, yeah, I was going to say you must know about this. It, well, not exactly a decoration in Japan. It's a tradition to celebrate Christmas with a feast from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Many Japanese people order KFC months in advance, and even Colonel Santa's Colonel Santa's that was a Freudian <laughs> like slip. Colonel Santa's <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Colonel Santa's is sometimes dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> Colonel, I hope they call him Colonel Santa's. <laughs> if not, we're tr- we're starting that tradition now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Iceland has Yule lads. In Iceland, there's the tradition of the Yule lads, who are mischievous creatures resembling dwarves. 
They have distinct personalities and come down from the mountains one by one in the 13 days leading up to Christmas, leaving small gifts or potatoes for well-behaved children and causing pranks for the naughty ones. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Knocker said, I wonder if their KFC chips are better than ours, though. Probably are. Wouldn't be hard. No. Wouldn't be hard. <laughs> South Africa, upside down Christmas trees. In South Africa, it's not uncommon to see Christmas trees hanging upside down from the ceiling. This is a way to save space, and it's believed to confuse evil spirits. Must be a bugger keeping the old decorations on that be falling off, wouldn't they? Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, you think shit. that the, the pine needles that drop off the tree, if you get a real one, is bad enough anyway, but it's the right way up. Let alone it's upside down. Shit, shit. Ooh, sticking in your head and rather than your feet. You would say have Michael Bublé, excuse me. The UK also have Michael Bublé. I thought him out every Christmas. We've claimed him. Yeah, and not to mention the fact that he's Canadian. Oh, Canada! He's also he's also from the uh, from the North Pole. He lives he lives in H zero H zero H zero with Santa, <laughs> <laughs> and he comes out to do the adverts <laughs> and the songs. That's it. And Italy in oh, it's called La Befana, and mm. in Italy, a witch-like figure called La Befana delivers gifts to children on the night of January the fifth, best day of the year. Children leave out stockings and La Befana fills them with treats if they've been good or coal if they've been naughty. A witch, did you say? Yeah, a witch. A Christmas witch. Christmas witch, I like it. These quirky Christmas traditions add a delightful and sometimes humorous touch to the holiday season, showcasing the diversity of customs around the world. Yours truly, Mr. GPT. But Ben, yes. what did we discover on Friday? <gasps> there's a christmas poo there is a real life mr hanky in <laughs> this is specifically in catalonia in spain in that one region nowhere else they have cagatillo and they all do it and this translates as shit log <laughs> uh, and this is the kids it's literally you have to google it so uh you have a shit log. You have a log that's got a cute face on and you've got to keep it warm every night. The kids, you put a blanket over the shit log <laughs> and uh, you feed it food. So here we go. Look, beginning with the Feast of the Immaculate Conception on December the 8th, one gives the Tio, which is log, a little bit to eat every night and usually covers him with a blanket so that he will not be cold. The story goes that in the days preceding C Christmas, children must take good care of the log keeping it warm and feeding it so that it would defecate presents on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. So you don't get you don't get Santa turning up and leaving your presents. Your uh, your shit log delivers your presents overnight if you look after it. If you don't look after your shit log, no presents for you. <laughs> you got to keep him warm and keep him fed. You go. <laughs> oh, you meant to come down. What's he shout out? Oh, he shout out presents. Cute little craft idea, though. You can personalise your, your shit log. <laughs> Keep it warm. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Catalonia, eh? Yeah, ole. This <laughs> 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 is great. I love that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, Christmas poo. <laughs> Dope has said, I'll stick with the Yule log, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Delivers them via the anus. 
Yeah. Get Kat Kensett all your lucky big dump this year. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> She's been extra special. <laughs> Hold on. There's one coming. Oh, I kept it warm for you. Nothing worse than if your shit dog gets constipation at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you've not been good. It's a bad day. <laughs> you fed it too much. <laughs> Get <it> too warm. <clears throat> I enjoyed Dwight Schrute's Christmas. Bell's nickel. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That is awesome. Spain, don't you change now. <laughs> Catalonia, keep shitlog forever. <laughs> we love shitlog. <laughs> Hashtag. Cagatillo. Cagatillo. Ole. Thank you for that lovely uh, uh, interval chap, uh, old GPT. <laughs> Would you like some Christmas news, Ben? Oh, some crazy yes. Christmas news. Oh, oh, yes. This is in Suffolk. Escaped reindeer that blocked a road after fleeing Santa's Grotto attraction recaptured. After getting loose on Sunday, the animals wandered onto the A11, forcing police to temporarily close the road in both directions for around two hours. There's a picture of reindeer in case you've forgotten what they look like. (laughs) Two reindeer, which caused the dual carriageway to be closed after escaping a Christmas attraction on a rural estate, have been caught. The animals hoofed it from Elvedon Estate in Suffolk on Sunday, where they had been taken to be part of Santa's Grotto event. The pair wandered onto the A11 near Barton Mills, forcing police to temporarily close the road in both directions at around 3.20pm on Sunday afternoon. Officers from Suffolk Police took part in attempts to recapture the reindeer, which were paused overnight. Efforts resumed on Monday and the animals were caught by 12.05pm. National Highways East said on X on Sunday, uh, Suffolk Police have closed the A11 near Barton Mills in both directions between, well, blah, 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 due to several deer loose on the carriageway. <laughs> A spokeswoman for Elfden Estate said on Monday, we knew where they were last night, but obviously we were losing the light, so we didn't want to spook them anymore, so we left them overnight. Their owners came back this morning, and after several hours, they managed to coax them back to them. She added, they brought another reindeer with them and with food, but it took a long time. Reports initially said a large number of reindeer were on the road, but Sarah Perry of Elden Farm said on Monday it was just two reindeer that we had hired for the weekend. They escaped from their handlers and have now been recaptured and taken home to Lincolnshire, safe and sound. <laughs> we only hired them. The fuckers run off. Trying to get back to Santa. <laughs> well... On the reindeer front, I think that if I was a reindeer, no, if I was Santa, a.k.a. Father Christmas, a.k.a. Chris Kringle, a.k.a. Krampus, I think hiring out my reindeer to a grottos would be a lucrative deal, no? Yeah. Maybe that's how he makes his money. You're not wrong. Have you ever met a reindeer? Have you ever seen a reindeer? Yes. I can't say that I have. I shared space with a reindeer um, earlier this year. You went to space with a reindeer? I went to Did space you with a reindeer. We, we rode about. Was it in 1965? <laughs> you would have been about 30 then? <laughs> yeah, about that. 29, 29. But yeah, we, we lived, we when we went and did that Wolves of Wiltshire thing with Jackson and went and stayed with the wolves for a night, over across the, they also had, Animals that no longer could be looked after by people because I don't know how you go and buy a reindeer. Obviously, you can. And, yeah, they were in the paddock across the way and he was out gnawing on his hay and all that and then went to sleep and he stuck his head out at night. We could see him from our shack. 
So, so I said, hello, little reindeer. Huh. Did it have a name? Um, no, I don't think I ever asked the reindeer's name because he was sort of, Jackson was all about the wolves that we could see. So You didn't exchange pleasantries? Well, we went up and said hello to him, stroked his <laughs> hoofs, not his hoofs, um, the, the antlers, and did all that jazz. But yes, <laughs> they're quite pleasant animals. Ready for Christmas news number two? Yes, please, Mark. Here we go, here we go, here we go, go, go. Inside Tinseltown, where oh. it's Christmas all year round. Festive Productions Limited is one of the UK's biggest Christmas decoration suppliers. Sky News visited its base in Quimbran, South Wales. With the Christmas season in full swing, the country is lit up by decorations and illuminations, but there's one Welsh town where it's Christmas all year round. Festive Productions Limited is one of the biggest suppliers of Christmas decorations in the UK. Sky News visited its base in Quimbran, South Wales, which is located on a site measuring 250,000 square feet. Its distribution office here has over 16,000 pallet spaces and its showroom for Christmas 2024 has already opened. No corner of the showroom is left undecorated as baubles and bells, tinsel and trees span several rooms. Each room is intricately decorated to fit a different theme, from candy cane colours to a winter wonderland extravaganza. For fans of Christmas, it truly is a sight to behold, a vibrant celebration of all the festive period's beloved traditions. Christmas decoration buying patterns have returned towards normal this year as energy costs eased, apparently, the company said. (laughs) It comes after UK inflation fell to a two-year low in November. Could have fucking fooled me. (laughs) Jonathan Hughes is the company's marketing director. He told Sky News consumers this year were looking for fairly traditional items. Christmas lighting has made a bit of a comeback this year, he said, where people with the cost of living crisis have avoided some of those higher ticket items They're now looking to buy those again, along with Christmas trees, artificial Christmas trees, which weren't selling so much last year. Not only are the decorations for next Christmas already on display, planning for the 2025 festive period is also underway. Mr. Hughes said the company analyses data to predict what kind of decorations consumers will be looking for. We use a variety of data sources, trend sources, which will look at the trends coming through from fashion, stationery, homewares, interiors and more disseminate that information and use it within our Christmas collections, he added. That's a business word, isn't it? Disseminate. If you're buying something from us, you'll see that trend right throughout different industries, different markets, and it's making that commercial and not just trend-driven. That's the key. And yes, Kit Kat Ken, he does look like Charles Xavier, and that's why he's used the word like disseminate. Lily made me trip over my own tongue. The cost of energy had been a big factor for consumers last year, Mr. Hughes added. People would put off items that they thought would cost them money to run, and also, if it was a high-ticket item, like a large set of Christmas lights or an artificial tree, then they decided to probably opt for something which was less expensive. The British Retail Consortium says consumers are still being squeezed by the cost of living, but Chris Hamer, its Director of Insights, added, People are clearly willing to spend on the small luxuries, particularly in the lead up to Christmas, and decorations are exactly the type of thing we'd expect to do well. <laughs> that was that was hard work. That article. <laughs> Got that bloody X Men cartoon song in my head now. That was hard work. That article, but still. 
I mean, me and Mark were both discussing what it would be like to live in a shop where it's Christmas all year round. Can you imagine? Yeah, I don't know if I'd be tired of Christmas. This we was we was attaining it to if you worked in McDonald's, and obviously you must get some sort of McDonald's for free. Would you get bored of eating McDonald's if you could have it every day? If you if you shift pattern meant you worked every day, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Would you get bored of Christmas? I don't eat Christmas? McDonald's every day, and I'm bored of it. <laughs> We've got much in the way of decorations. Yes, we Speaking have of decorations. We have decorations, mainly the geeky ones. I'm most proud of. So we've got a Pikachu Christmas wreath from Japan. We went to the Pokemon Center there. Yes, we like that. Love it. Um, I've got a special Jack Skellington. Uh, what do you call it? Um, stocking that I bought Kerry. For our first Christmas when we've met, that's still here. No. I've got a Warhammer one for myself, which has got the the Aquila on it, the Emperor's Aquila. We've got uh, things like that, lots of geeky stuff. Mm-hmm. I like geeky Christmas. And we've got a couple of um, keepsakes that we've had from our families, if that makes sense. You know, ones that we've, you know, we've bring forward. How about yourself, Mark? Have you, uh, have you got anything uber special? Yeah, we've got, the, uh, we've got the Christmas Pokemon teddies out. Because <laughs> would they come out every December? We've got a tree up in the living room. I put some window lights up in our. We've got a big bay window in yeah. the living room, and there's the main road, and the roundabout is right outside. So I always do some shit in that window, put some lights up. Yeah, and there's a crappy little Amazon light that I bought that's in the k- kitchen window as well because that's at that side of the flat as well. But yeah, yeah, I, I like stuff. Like I've got that. a. I do have a tinsel ban. A what? Oh no! Tinsel. I can't stand. I can't stand tinsel, and I can't stand them like tacky foil decorations and that stuff as well. So, did you know that tinsel actually used to be made out of silver strips? Did it? Yes. Actual silver. Actual silver. Wow! So you go. That's yeah. what you. Every time I say, "There you go," <laughs> I can't help myself. There you go. Mary's not very happy with me because she is absolutely mad about Christmas and. I'm sure there would be lots of tinsel and lots of foil decorations and stuff about the place. But say if it wasn't for me, let's say Mary just wanted to wear tinsel around her nether regions and babettes. Would then of tinsel be okay then? Nah, throw her out the window. <gasps> <laughs> I reckon yeah. that. I reckon. Yeah, my bits, my boy. <laughs> I think that's it. I yes. think that's uh, Christmas crazy facts and Christmas crazy news covered. That is Christmas crazy facts and Christmas crazy news covered, Mark. So, um, so I'm going to throw you a... Yeah. And now we're into the real meat and bones of this episode. There's going to be no Ask Us Anything today. We are just doing Old Passions. Oh. And we'll be asking each other questions. We'll be taking questions from chat. Oh, Everything Christmas related. The old passion this week is Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Funny that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be spending the rest of this podcast time now us amongst ourselves yes. talking about Christmas. And then once we've covered that, we will finish the stream with the giveaway. We haven't <gasps> forgotten. Don't worry. So let's go and should we just talk about Christmas, favourite Christmas things, old uh, cast listeners, what we're going to be talking about. So I'll go first and Mark, favourite Christmas song, please. 
Favourite Christmas song? Yes, Favourite Christmas song, favourite Christmas song. Well, I know what yours is. And to be honest with you, I think that's an incredible shout. I am right up there with you. But I do also love the original Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. It's a good shout too. He's 17, Stay Another Day, The Pogues and Kirsty McCall. Yeah. All the classics. I love all of those. Yeah, basically all classic Christmas songs. But what would you class as your them. favourite, Mark? Favourite. I want a favourite. Just one. Oh god, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Band-Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? The original, yeah. And but my second choice I think will be what you're gonna say, which is It is Jonah Louie Stop the Cavalry. Oh, I don't we couldn't get more in sync if we tried. What a song. So a- <laughs> I've actually got a, bit, a few facts about this because I thought it'd be interesting to bring out because it wasn't until I found out the next bit. So it peaked at number three in December 1980, mm-hmm. right? But do you know why it was kept off of the number one slot, Mark? Why? Tell me why. Uh, because two reissues by John Lennon, who'd been murdered on December 8th of the same year, had released, mm-hmm. and that's what went to number one. He had, I don't know if he had one and two, but John Lennon, for his unfortunate death, kept him from becoming the, the number one song of 1980. So a bloody inconsiderate John Lennon know, getting himself right? shot. <laughs> Thought to Jonah Louis from going to number one with Dobba Dobba Dum 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 so yeah, I just I didn't know that until I started reading up about it a bit more about the song. I was like, "Whoa, that's I thought Mark like because obviously Mark and the Beatles have a special connection." Yes, and I figured uh, Mark would find that quite interesting. I didn't know that until I read up about it. Slim Boy Fat asked, "What is the worst Christmas present received, excluding Lynx sets?" And then Kit Kat Kin said, "What is the best Christmas present you've received, including Lynx set?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love a link set. I, I would never. I'm never knocking a link set. That's all I ask for Christmas is socks, jogging bottoms, links. I'm going to get controversial here, chat. Mm-hmm. I personally dislike socks, link sets, all that jazz because I personally think that's the cat kick. If you've asked for it, then no qualms. But if you haven't, it's the most lazy present you can get somebody. Sorry, chat. It's chocolate it, socks I'm not, and links. If you have an art, I'm not disagreeing. Chocolates, I agree with, but uh, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. But at the same time, I love a present that I will actually use. I will use. I love. I love getting socks and deodorant and stuff like that because I'll use them. Yeah, but the, no, I don't, I don't, you know, this is where you got to read between lines here, Mark. Got to read between the lines, but read between these lines, mate. All I'm saying is, <laughs> I've through the years of, I mean, I always look at them sort of things that I would buy my, I would have to buy my. I suppose, yeah, you could say, well, you don't have to buy a, that grouping of socks, but I don't know. I never, I, I it's a personal thing. I never, I, because of the wanky Christmas presents I've received through my lifetime, <laughs> and I don't mean to be ungrateful, but I've had such gems as an origami set because I love paper folding. It's my favourite. Mm-hmm. I've had a boomerang one year. A designer ashtray strapped to the free Jimmy Carr DVD that you probably, the, the, you know, like when Ver, you walk in Virgin or HMV, you'd spend so much. And they obviously had an overrun of a live special. <laughs> I had that whap to it that still had the price tag on it. Thanks. I've had uh, a golf ball seller tape to a pen 
a single golf ball. I remember ball. you. Yeah, you told that story. I think I just I'd rather get I'd rather just that handshake and how you're doing and all that than rather get a big bunch of wank. That's just my best. My bad. It feels like I've had no. There's no thought put behind. I hate that. Sorry, I can't say hate. I dislike them presents with a passion. As a kid, the worst present to receive was always clothes. That's not what you waited till Christmas Day for. If there was a parcel, if there was a present that was squidgy, as in obviously it was clothes inside, you always open that one first. You're like, yeah, thanks. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Gets the. <laughs> what my granddad used to do, because he used to like receiving money, um, he used to yeah. open a card and go, first. And if he did that, he went, oh, I'll do the next one. I'll read that later. <laughs> I don't know why. I wish he'd do it. I'm still, a bit, I'm still a bit guilty of that. I do that myself. <laughs> Oh well, you don't. It's only love because me. I don't expect. I know it's not. I don't expect money in the card. It's just the fact that if there was money in the card and I didn't check, I'd hate to throw that away. Do you know? What, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Totally, totally. I'll I get the card out of the envelope and I'll give it a shake. Even though I don't expect there to be money in there or anything in there, I just do it in case because I don't want to. I don't want the money to have fallen out in the envelope and then me just chuck it in the recycling. And your mum goes, "Oh, that's <laughs> not who's that from, Dad? Um, Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. Thanks, Uncle Bob. I'll write yeah. you. Thank you." <laughs> <sighs> I just, uh, just I wanted to cut in here. I can see that Slim's agreeing with me there about the yes. presence. Thank you, Slim, for being the Kit only Kat one. Kit is on my team. It's me and it's me and James against you and Gary. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a set of socks. Just what I've always wanted. <laughs> I do. I genuinely, if I open a packet of socks this Christmas, which I know I will, I'll be like, cool, thank you. Yeah, genuinely and like I said that's just me, it's it, me that personally. excites me there's nothing more exciting there's very few things more exciting than putting on a brand new from the factory clean pair of socks or boxers obviously what a feeling oh what a feeling we're wearing a new pair of socks or pair of pants when your toes are on the ceiling so what about what about best present mark then I mean, again, as a kid, as a kid, the best presents were always when you opened the PlayStation, the PS1, yeah. the PS2. There was nothing beat that excitement bouncing off the fucking walls when you opened that PlayStation. <laughs> you saved that big box till the end and you know exactly why you saved that big box till the end. Although you ruined the surprise because you opened all the smaller passes first and you get, oh, a PlayStation game. <laughs> oh, I don't have a PlayStation. PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a PlayStation controller. <laughs> I don't have a PlayStation. <laughs> get to that big box at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's a build up I tell you you're right mate I could I, you don't know how right that is yeah <laughs> ooh it's, a, it's some wires to go with a playstation I don't know the playstation what am I going to do with them <laughs> yeah I, I'd tend to agree with that notion totally um <clears throat> Uh, game system for a, especially a gaming child uh, but always uh, mine would have been Scorponok Transformer still I think I mentioned it in the previous episode mm-hmm. Scorponok was the nuts he was one of the old headmasters back when it was filtering out I think it was the rebirth they named it in the cartoons but it never took off again because mm-hmm. obviously Hasbro it was a mechanism for selling toys and it was it was like it was like a huge box it was a huge piece it wasn't like the modern transformers <laughs> where you need a PhD huge to understand piece. them huge piece yeah. so yes definitely Scorponok for me another one I can tell you I don't know why I thought of this one but there's a lot of nostalgia attached to it I remember one year I really wanted I think it was called Lego Movie Maker and what it was is it came, I would have been about 10, something like that. Mm. 
and it was a big old box, and in it was a Lego mo- movie set. Right. And it came with a webcam, quite similar to that. But it made it look like the webcam looked like it was made out of Lego. And it came with software as well. It came with a CD, a disc, and it came with software, and it was video editing software. Ooh, yeah. And you could make your own you could make your own Lego movie. So it could be live or it could be stop motion. That's pretty epic. It was really cool. Yeah. I remember that was us that was I really, really, really wanted that. And I was lucky enough to receive it on Christmas Day. And that got I got a lot of use out of that. A lot of use out of that. And I remember me and my cousins who were quite small at the time when we went straight into my parents' office and we were making movies on the on the family PC. Any any footage survive? No, no footage has survived. Oh, that would have been brilliant. We'd invite all of the family. We'd invite all the all of the family into the office. Hey, come see the movie we made. Come see the movie we made. <laughs> on the and it would be this time. Lego person on the end of a on the end of a clear stick <laughs> going across. And there'd be there'd be a Godzilla in the and it was like it was like a city. There's a Godzilla and there was an earthquake. The the road opened up and there was like lava underneath. It was wicked. It was like good on you. It's just when you bring them in for the twentieth time, so oh, no, not again. <laughs> yeah. After I outgrew that, after I outgrew the Lego movie set, I've never outgrew a Lego. I used that webcam for many, many, many years afterwards. When I became a teenager and I was using MSN Messenger and all of that, I was using my my Lego Movie Maker webcam. I was like, <laughs> that's really good. By the way, man, I didn't even know that thing existed, but I see a Hornby train set there. That's I should imagine. I know a lot of kids who who would have. Who, probably would have opened that and gone shit the bed especially if it was the digital one right i know because it was analog and then they bring out a digital version didn't they mm-hmm. so i can imagine that being i think that's up there with lego as the top one of the top tens isn't it train set my dad had a hornby train set up in the loft oh. and i loved going up there and playing with that do you have it all set it doesn't up? exist anymore yeah <sighs> it did it doesn't anymore oh mr smith what are you doing <laughs> get it back up i demand it yes and the scale electric yeah, scale tree. Yeah, that was awesome too. Yeah, or squeezing down the trigger too hard. Oh, it crashed again. There was a few consecutive Christmases where I got the uh, scale trick assorted bits. Yeah, because you could add to it, couldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So um, what we got next? What is our favourite Christmas food and drink, Mark? Favourite Christmas food and drink. Well, it would be remiss of me not to first mention Greg's. Greg's, yeah. What, the festive pie? The festive bake. Festive bake, sorry. I wait every year for the day to drop <laughs> when the festive bake hits Greg's again and I will go to Greg's on that day and I will have a festive bake and a mint mocha. Oh. And I will, oh, fucking wrong one. And oh. I will sit back, I will recline in my van driver's seat. <laughs> Content with my festive bake and my mint mocha. So the festive bake is it's a square pastry yep, filled with chicken, bacon, stuffing, cranberry sauce, and it's in like a creamy white sauce. It is nice. And it's got a really nice, I don't know what they put on the pastry. It's like breadcrumbs on the pastry yeah, or something, so it's yeah. extra crunchy. It's really nice. Oh. I must admit, it is, mm, I do mm. like the festive bake. So you class that as the food and the drink to go with the mint mocha? Sure, why not? I was I was going to I was going to elaborate. I was going to think more, but it is that's the first thing that comes to my mind is when it's Christmas, I go straight to Greg's. I do. I still love a Greg's Mark Bangs Limothy. What about you, sir? I've got down the humble turkey. Christmas dinner. I love turkey. 
I don't eat it any other time of the year apart minus Christmas. So, because chicken is the, normally the only white meat that is commercially bought in this household, it tends to. I love a bit of turkey, but the old, but the um, what's the what's the uh, the foreign bacon? It's like a thin, thin cut. Was it pancetta? Oh yeah, put, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah put yeah, that yeah. over it and all get it all seeping into the bird's breasts. Oh. <laughs> I do like turkey. Sorry to be boring, but I would say on the drink front. Now, Mark, I, in our household, we called them floater coffees. Oh, Do you know what I'm talking are you about? Talking, are you talking about a hot liqueur coffee with some cream sat on top? Yes, but obviously being a yeah. child at the time, I, well, when I was being a young adult, I couldn't have the Irish or mm-hmm. the Scottish or whatever part you wanted to add. So it would just be the coffee and the cream. Oh, mate, sipping through that cream into the coffee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what we called them. I don't know if that's their official name. Yeah, we call them floater. My dad makes a mean floater coffee, and at Christmas time, they might be even having one right now because I know that my parents have just got back from the. Uh, they've just been at the ca- church candlelit carols, which happens every year. Oh, nice! And normally after that, ha- enjoy a good floater coffee. Can we ask Chat yeah. Mark if anybody else calls now? When we say floater, I presume you know what we're talking about. It's the as you get black coffee, you put the sugar, and it makes the cream sit on top of it. Yeah, we're talking about a liqueur coffee, yes. and you put some not whipped, not whipped, no, it's but the single it's cream, double it? cream. Double you cream. put some cream on, but so you you basically got a large glass of dark alcoholic coffee, and then you have got a layer of cream sat on the top of it. Yeah, it doesn't, and mix. that is the absolute nuts. And I am with you, Benjamin. Yeah, like an Irish coffee, uh, like an Irish yes, coffee. Like that. Yeah, mm. I love that shit. And mm-hmm. again, I seem to only mm-hmm. only come out at Christmas, and I don't know why. Because it's not like you couldn't have it any <laughs> yeah, other time. They do only come out at Christmas for some reason. I always remember my dad calling out. But yeah, right at the end of the evening, you've had a turkey sandwich, maybe a bit of stuffing in it, and so he shout. He would shout. Oh, anybody want to float a coffin? It'd be like, yeah, shit, I do. Do you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. was sort of tr- a bit of tradition kicking in. But yes, so there definitely. Yeah, that's the drink. I also like eggnog, but I know that's a very American thing, so I used to have to get Kerry to make it from scratch. And I was going to mention, we make snowballs. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Which is Advocar and lemonade. Yeah, like a snowball. Probably Christmas, only a time of year I drink, so yeah, I'd like a snowball. Yeah, at Christmas, you buy a bottle of Advocar, you buy a two-litre bottle of lemonade, mm. mix them together. Yep. Baby Guinness is good too. What's a Baby Guinness, Tony? Oh, Baby Guinness. Isn't that the... Um... We don't. I want to say here we go. Oh no, it's not what I was thinking. Is one? Oh, here we go. One. one one part Irish cream, three parts coffee liqueur, black sambuca. No, you lost me at the sambuca. Sorry, mate. I'm not down. Yeah, unfortunately, I too have had some evil memories of sambuca. So yeah, not my friend. Not <laughs> no, my friend. No. <laughs> that and peach snaps. Can't drink them drinks. Oh no, again. I love peach snaps. <laughs> bad memories, bad memories, Mark. Unfortunately, Ben, turkey isn't my favourite. That's fair. It's not. Even, I know a lot of people of all have. the roast of all the roast dinner meats. That would probably be my last choice. What would you? What would you have then? But I did. Well, I mean, I'll have turkey at Christmas. No, 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 no it doesn't, if, don't, I don't mean I dislike no, it. No, no, no. I, but, um, I mean, um, like, would you have like, uh, uh, what, like um, uh, I did. Well, I tell you what, I bought a tur- for, I told you I did a Thanksgiving dinner, and I bought a turkey joint for that. Yes. And that had the stuffing inside it and the bacon wrapped around it. And that was all right. I didn't mind that. But, yeah, I'd rather have some lamb, which I know is your, your least favourite, isn't it? Yeah. I can't, or was that somebody yeah, else? Roast yeah, roast lamb. Yeah, I can't get on with roast lamb. I like a grilled lamb. I like that, but I can't get on with roast. And, and he calls Sambuca Sampucker. <laughs> well, Annie's a wrong one. 
Kit Kat Ken said vomited heavily on it when I was 17. Never touched it again. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lethal. I used to do, um, in a local, uh, my cousin, well, I used to finish with my cousin in uh, Bournemouth. Oh, Puka, Sam Puka. That makes more sense. Yeah, he would take me to a, a gentleman's establishment where they had something called a slippery nipple. And that was Sambuca <laughs> that was Sambuca orientated. So when he was sort of dishing out um college money to help the ladies that work there to do, get through college, you'd be ordering these and oh mate, oh, I can just remember being very violently sick the day after that. So yes, no <laughs> but still it sounds like a lovely drink bar that Tuddy, we could leave that out and we'd have the rest. I'm gonna transition us on to Christmas traditions. Ooh. Because food and drink sort of comes into that as well. Yeah. Like you were saying yeah, with, yeah. Your, with your floater coffees. And also, every year my mum makes her own brandy butter. Oh, right. And mint, mince pies and brandy butter at this time of year is unbeaten. And the mulled wine. Yeah, we never had much mulled wine. I don't know if they weren't into it, but I, I, I do like mulled wine. It's, I can remember the smells yeah. of it. It is. It's just that smell is pure Christmas. And also, as a kid growing up, going to things like the church candlelit carols and the midnight service and all doing all of that stuff and having your mince pie and your mulled wine while you're at these events and everything. Do you know that's something I never did when um, I never went to a midnight service, ever? No? No, but again, my, my family are not uber. My, my, my nan was, but the whole Sunday school chat we had. But, yeah, no, we never went there. But I can imagine that being, especially on a Chris night and all the rest of it, there's... They've got the you know the con the condensation you know, the heat coming off of it and all the rest of it yeah yeah I can imagine that being a fond memory. Kylie said, "Do you have a Christmas Eve tradition?" Not anymore. I don't anymore. But when I was little, it would be you leave out your mince pie and your carrot for Santa and Rudolph, and maybe a shot of something naughty for him. Yes, and I was absolutely mortified at the thought of Santa coming into my room. I hung my stocking up on my bedroom door on the outside of my bedroom door. <laughs> I did not want Santa coming in my room while I was asleep. I did not want him coming down my chimney and emptying his sack in my room. <laughs> he had to do it on the landing. <laughs> yeah. Santa, I do like you, mate, but could you leave it out there? <laughs> and then in the morning on Christmas Day, I'd wake up and I'd heave the door open and be like, yes, he's bloody been. Go wake my sister up. Let's open these bad boys. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, um... Oh, in our house, we got two now. I've got one that we've brought over from my mum and dad, and we've got one that Kerry brought over for her family. We try to keep traditions from both sides. So the one similar to what Mark just said, but we'd wake up Christmas morning. They were always underneath the tree, and we had to go down in a certain order. We had to go down, my old man, me, and then my mum behind. And we, the, the adult was always the first one to check, and the words he's been was so fond of my memories. It would I'd mm-hmm. turn the lot, he's been, he's yeah. been, like, he's been, he's been, <laughs> he's been, he's been, I don't know what he's been, but he's been, yeah, I know, so and we had to open them in an order. It weren't in our household, it was very right, you hand them out one at a time because the idea was we wanted to make it last. Well, I didn't see this as a kid, but you'd want to make the that morning, you know, you got up at the crack arse of dawn um, and we'd sort of hand out one at a time. But over at uh, Kerry's one, we have a Christmas Eve, um, we have Christmas Eve presents. So a special Christmas Eve box. It's all Christmassy and inside it, everybody receives a single present Christmas Eve evening. 
so mm. you all get a little something. So normally it tends to be, the, like you know, um, the carry it would tend to be, she likes Christmas pajamas on, you know, fresh pajamas for the night, you know, that are Christmassy. But the Jackson, a little summing. And for myself, I don't know, normally seems I'm the one picking it nowadays. <laughs> I tend to pick something like a, some sort of computer game or some sort of in-game currency. But I'll wrap it up, you know, we'll, we'll print out a thing. So, yeah, so, yeah, Christmas Eve box for – and um, the walking down the stairs for me, Kylie. Slim Slim and his girls, they do a Christmas Eve present. That was something I'd never heard of. I know with Kerry's family, they used to have to wait till after dinner till they could open open their Christmas presents. This seems a bit bit yeah. harsh. She said, yeah, she said, our old man wouldn't let, let her open them until after dinner. I'd be <laughs> like – <laughs> Can we get on with dinner then? Dinner <laughs> dinner now. Yes, there you go. He's been and a Christmas Eve e box with one single present. Explain this next one that you've put. Gone. What have I got? What have I got? What have I put down? Christmas Eve game. Over a Christmas game. Right. Okay. So Christmas Eve game. Uh, Christmas game. Sorry. Christmas Day. This would tend to be around. So um, what I mean by that. Uh, we would, as I got older, we would always play, um, and younger, but older, we would play like, Trivial Pursuit Christmas uh, night. So after dinner, we'd bring out the cheese and biscuits, we'd bring out the cold turkey, you know, nibbles, so you'd be, and you'd have a ball game, so Monopoly, whatever your game of choice is, but ours was... Monopoly. Ours was uh, Trivial Pursuit. So we'd play a game of that. Normally, my dad would win because this was an old version of Trivial Pursuit that we hadn't changed over many years. So, of course, yeah. it was like, when was Sputnik put up? You know, stuff like that. I'd be sitting going, oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> when was Sputnik put up? And obviously stuff What's like that. What's Sputnik? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? It's a sort of some weird porn film. Um, <laughs> uh, and this household now, we have... Uh, the one that we're now plying into the old men ones. We have, me and Kerry have the five second Spotify game. So you get to listen to five seconds of a song. You have to name the song and the person slash band who sang it. It's called the five, you know, you play five seconds. That's all you get. I love that. Yeah. We play that. That's Christmas like what night. we've been doing recently yeah, on streams. Exactly. I, I love them sort of games. Nice and easy. And you can stop whenever you want. Where Trivial Pursuit, we can't wait for the cheeses. But again, hmm. I, that's what I meant. Did you? So did would you do that on an evening, Mark? I know a lot of people do do this, and Mary's family do this. They play a lot of board games over Christmas. But I can't say, unless I'd asked for a board game and received it for Christmas, I can't think that we played much board games. Or like that, anything like that around That's Christmas fair. time. Like I said, not everyone it. I do have vivid memories of me and my great uncle, so my mum's uncle, on the floor together playing battleships. Right there, you go. Yeah. One year, one year. I didn't ask for it, but one year I received an electronic battleships, and I loved that thing. And every Christmas, I got that down from my room, and I, it was normally my uncle Brian. Who would lie on the floor and play battleships with me? That was also that's a tradition and a, and a game that I case in point. There you go. So yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be trivial pursuit. It was just the one that always got dragged out. But that's what I meant. One of them sort of things. I love it when oh yeah, I know you know Uncle oh, Uncle Brian's right brilliant stuff. We're gonna you know what I mean? And you know he's gonna definitely do it. It's not gonna be no, I ain't got time, mate. You get to that point because Christmas Day is the fucking longest day of the year. You get to that point where it feels like it's eleven o'clock at night and you're looking at three in the <laughs> afternoon. And you're like, so what do we do now? Everyone's bored. Some people are, dad's passing out because he's eating too much, like Slimothy just said. And um, I'll go, 
Well, I'm bored because I've still got energy because I'm a kid. So I'm going to go get battleships and I'm going to go, who wants to play battleships with me? <laughs> you want to play? You want to play? You want to play? Yeah. <laughs> so I play. So yeah, that's the Christmas of a, a traditional Christmas game idea. We'd always just say, go, there you go. Oh, Slimothy just said his girls can't open presents until after breakfast. Yeah, my sister and I, our fam and our cousins, us lot, uh, growing up, we weren't allowed our presents until after Christmas dinner. Oh, so that was you too? Yeah. We had we had our stockings, we had our stockings and our presents from Santa right. first thing in the morning, but the, the second we woke up, but we weren't allowed all of our, our main presents. Oh, so you and Kerry in the same boat then? Oh, but she weren't allowed anything. After Christmas dinner and after we'd had dessert and everything, we'd run into my parents' conservatory, because that's where the tree is of all the presents under it, and we'd designate piles for people <laughs> sit there and it'll be under some all oh, right so yeah so, <clears throat> well kerry couldn't open nothing so there you go so it's similar, similar oh, here we go look this is why this is why i don't have any memories of board games growing up ben my mum's just said presents after lunch and board games once you've gone to bed ah <laughs> uh, mrs smith welcome in <laughs> there we go <laughs> So this shows you, it's amazing how the uh, the Christmas traditions follow us as we get, you know, the, what what's taught to us when we're young follow us to when we're... Because I, I do similar things that my mum and dad did with Jackson mm-hmm. now. Fall asleep at about three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Is it all right? Yeah, good. Do you want to play something? Yeah, of course I do. Uh, <laughs> I win again. Yeah, you so finally, Mark, we move into a favourite Christmas movie and TV. Like it could be an episode, it could be, you know, when I talk to TV, it might not be a whole series. But like we were talking about Mr. Bean, for instance, that's a Christmas special. That's Mary and I watched that last night. <laughs> the Mr. Bean Christmas special. Teddy's eye. <laughs> yeah. Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And um Slimothy as well, Gavin and Spa- the Gavin and Stacey Christmas specials. So, um, so TV is Mr. Bean and the Vicar of Dibley and Gavin and Stacey. And I think that's I think that's about it as far as TV goes. It's good, but all good picks. The movies are endless. Yeah. Obviously, my favourite, the one I have to watch, and it's always the first one I watch every year, is Muppets Christmas Carol. Joyous, this is season to be jolly and joyous. And oh god, there's so many. Did you watch Klaus that came out on Netflix last year or the year before? Was that the modern, very well animated of today's world? Yes, I, I know we did watch like the it, or, yeah. like, almost like the origin story yeah. of Father Christmas. Really good. That's become a that's really good. Uh, Elf, <laughs> Home Alone, yeah. National Lampoon. Now, that's this is another tradition. This is a new tradition, Ooh. not one growing up, a new modern tradition. Go on. Every time we go up to Mary's parents up north, we watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, whatever it's called. Oh, there we go. Then. Is it called Christmas Vacation? But yeah, yeah. we have to watch National that. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We have to. We watch that up north. Up north. Up north. Are you asking me to step in? Step in. Step into Christmas. Let's come together. <laughs> I'd have to say Christmas movie. Definitely got to be. The usual suspects. Um, I would definitely say a home. Like we've already watched Home Alone, Home Alone Two. We've watched uh, Muppets, Nightmare Before Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas. That sort of bleeds over from uh, that, that doesn't yes. really leave. TV wise, definitely been uh, Blackadder. Um, all mm. them sort of traditional. Um, Only Fools and Horses, the Christmas specials. Mm. I like all, all the 
the UK style Christmas specials, uh, Mr. Bean, Vicar of Dibley, where it was just a bit more, it was risque sort of comedy, but it was a bit more, it was sort of all tongue in cheek. It wasn't too rude. It wasn't too not rude. It was sort of that right blend, yeah. I felt. Definitely. Bean, you can't be Mr. Bean. And of course, Bottoms Christmas special. Yeah. Oh, that's another Brussels sprout. <laughs> around the whole <laughs> Christmas dinner. <laughs> that's another Brussels sprout. Good night, Mr. Tom. Oh, that's um that's a bit of a tearjerker, that one. Isn't that um Morse in it? I was gonna ask, is there anything that always seems to come on at Christmas or you always seem to watch over Christmas that isn't Christmassy? Hmm. For example, Toy Story always seems to be on. Over Christmas. It used to be Raiders of the Lost Ark when I was little. Last Christmas, I had uh, one of the best naps of my life through Go- uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was on? Yeah, That's that was on on Boxing Day. The, the original? Mum said, meet me in St. Louis. Meet me in St. Louis. Slimothy says Bond. Bond, yeah, Bond. There was always a Bond. Yeah, there's always there's always a Bond marathon on, on ITV2 or something over Golden Christmas. Golden Guns, Dr. Pussy, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, they were sort of, they were almost, it wasn't Christmas unless you had one of them on. It was, which ones are they? used to get the radio times because you didn't have plans. Mm-hmm. It was, a, yeah, Bond's on again, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Muppets on, yeah. What time's Muppets on? 12, that's on at dinner, that's on dinner, whatever, the lunchtime, yeah. Uh, top of the Pops, didn't Top of, no. Top, was it Top of the Pops Christmas special? Did they have that? Yeah. It, yeah. That's ringing bells. I'm trying to think non- That's how you found out what was Christmas number one back <laughs> in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, on top definitely. Of the pops on Christmas Day. I'd have to agree with Gary. I'd definitely say Bond. Bond was always. Yeah. It was always a Bond. This was, yeah, for when I was growing up, Toy Story seemed to be on every single Christmas. Yeah. That's one that always gets watched over Christmas. Kit Kat Ken says, Clint Eastwood, Christmas Day lunchtime. Oh, that one. And my mum said every year on my birthday, for a few years in a row, she slept through Lord of the Rings on my birthday. <gasps> <laughs> There's me sleeping through Ghostbusters. You shall not. Last year. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Was that on? Is that a Christmassy thing, is it? I know it's not a Christmassy thing, but is that a Christmassy thing? That isn't... No, that's Any Which Way But Loose. That's not the one where he's a fist fighter and he's got Clyde, is it? No, that is Any Which Way But Loose, isn't it? The good, the bad, and the ugly, is it? Oh, yeah, the... Uh... Wow, wow, wow. Is that the one where he bears the plate at the end? Pass. He's got that is the on. next film on my watch list. I haven't got round to it yet. On my IMDb list. Clint's done a lot of good films. He has. Oh, uh, Crocodile Dundee 2 always used to get played around Christmas sometimes as well. Interesting. Yeah. But definitely Bond. Bond and, uh, and like I said, and, and as you grew up, Toy Story, stuff like that, that had no Christmas connotations, minus it was something mm-hmm. you could put the kids in front of, I think. So uh, that's it from our Christmas questions that we had designated for each other. Is there any more from the floor? Yes. Chat, do you have any more Christmassy related questions for us? I believe Kylie earlier, I did make a mental note. Kylie asked best Christmas memory. We have sort of covered that. What would be your best? What's the first one that jumps to your mind, Ben? Your first Christmas memory. First Christmas memory. Best. Not oh, first. Best. best. We could ask first. I don't really, I don't, I wouldn't know that either. I would probably say now, thinking about it as an as a more seasoned man. person, probably them traditions. Because I, as Mark knows, I don't know how much of the chat knows Gary. I haven't got a huge family, but when when we did have 
uh, more members of the Joneses and uh, the Dumbles, which is my mum's maiden. Um, we, I can remember mum would, my mum, our, our family would host Christmas most years because it meant my nan didn't have to do it because they used to, all the all the relatives used to cascade on my nan and obviously she was gone, so we used to always host her. And I can remember just all being that sort of family unit when everybody was getting on before the drink had got past the turkey, if you know what I mean, and before everybody started having the usual, you said that, you didn't say them arguments. Um I can remember everybody sitting down. I can remember like uh, sharing. We used to have a picture every year as I was growing up of me and my uncle biting the Christmas turkey leg together. I don't know why. It was when I was young. And I can remember fond oh. memories of all the family being round, round the table and merriment and all the rest of it being had. And thinking back to it now, it's, that's, quite a, that's quite a big memory. Um, yeah, and I'd say also say now, nowadays, a modern one would be uh, Jackson's first Christmas when he the magic the magic still teensy bit there as he wrote that's a letter. A great shout. He can't hear, but yeah, I can remember him, you know, waking up and being a dad and being like, Jesus, you know, this is better. This is better than any present. You know what I mean? Watching his eyes light up and all the rest yes. of it and being like, <gasps> you know, that is a great shout. Yeah, really great shout. That is a they they are the they call them formative memories. They are when your kids are old enough so if we're talking toddlers old enough to realize what christmas is and realize what's going on and watching it through their eyes for yeah for the first time even though it's not the first time but yeah. they're, they're, but they're old enough to realize the the recognition of what's that excitement and the yeah oh that's what christmas is all about there's a especially when your kids are little it's christmas is all about your kids yeah and making sure that they have the best time and they don't it's just, I have, I have, I have a really fond memories of. I can't remember if my son ever said it, but I'm sure he would have. But the kids say this is the best day ever. Yeah, do you know what I mean? This is all. This is the best Christmas ever, or this is the best day of my life, and stuff like that. And you're just like, yes, yes, <laughs> <I'm in. laughs> That's what it was all about. Yeah. But then also going back to being kids ourselves and the stuff like opening the playstations, like we said earlier, that is also. Shouldn't all be. It's not all about presents, obviously. No. Christmas, because we've, we've spoken a lot about the food and the TV, and especially family. It's always the memories when you're older that you get to realise how special they were. You didn't maybe not yeah. at the time appreciate them. Didn't realise at the time. Yeah, yeah. didn't realise at the time. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of time spent with family that aren't with us anymore. Yeah, you know, I can remember just, that we didn't realise. Yeah, but that's precious time, isn't it? Yeah. That you don't realise what you got till you ain't got it no more. But I know it sounds yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit sad, but that's, it's it's you know just knowing everybody's that sort of the 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 house is filled with everybody chatting and it's you know it just I don't know just that's, that's all it kicks it off in my head. You know I think of it and that's what I think when I think of Christmas. I think definitely that's what triggers off every year when it's coming. When it gets to December, I'm, I get very excited because they're all the all the things that trigger off in the in the head. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. so there yeah, definitely. I hope we've I hope we've done that justice. Your good lady producer Keza said. Uh, I hope Ben said your first Christmas with her. Of course, I did. I actually <laughs> said. I actually said, Kerry, the first Christmas that Jackson realised uh, that Santa had done his thing. So yeah. I've done his business, emptied his sack. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I do, I, I, I remember vividly me and Mary's first Christmas together. I remember we, uh, 
I can't remember if we bought each other pyjamas, Christmassy pyjamas, or if Mary bought them for both of us, which is probably more likely. But there's a picture of us on our first Chris, our first Christmas Eve together wearing our pyjamas that we opened as the presents. And yeah, I think we stayed up half the night watching Christmas movies. <laughs> and then we're up at six in the morning with all the younger members of the family opening <laughs> presents. But yeah, awesome. <laughs> I think that's why I find it so, you know, it used to be the only, I think, you know, I think the bank as well, it was the only time of the year that you got, you got all them people all in the same room as well, if that made sense. You know, you'd always see an uncle or an auntie random points of the year, but at that point, everybody was there. So when all the family was in the house. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, it's Christmas. (laughs) People start to ride. There you go. Kit Kakin said, was it not Sonic Jammies? It was Sonic Jammies. Ooh. Good memories there. Slimothy said, I loved the first Christmas. I didn't have to drag the kids to the grandparents and we did our own thing at home. Yeah, I, d- that one, I mean, it was before Jackson, but definitely, yeah, I can remember them them ones as well. We used to have to walk the night, but definitely. You can ask your question, Kylie, it's fine. Uh, Mummy Smith said, best Christmas smells. And she's not talking about your post-Christmas dinner yule log. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it warm. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Well, she said food slash treat. I, I mentioned one earlier, mold wine. Mold wine, yeah. Big Christmas smell. Walking into walking into church for whatever event was going on over Christmas and smelling the mold wine. That's a big Christmas smell. And another one is my my parents always bought a real Christmas tree. We have a fake one here. Yeah. But the smell of the smell of the pine when you go into their conservatory where the tree is and. I could, it's such a sensory thing walking on Christmas Day, going into the conservatory, which is freezing cold, <laughs> and smelling it. So you have, you, so it's freezing cold. It's freezing underfoot. You're smelling the pine from the tree, all the presents under. It's such a, a, a vivid sensory thing in definitely, my mind. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I can remember when there wasn't. You didn't have the fake trees were frowned upon <laughs> when yeah. I was younger. So it's like, oh, no, yeah. you don't have a fake tree. Yeah, yeah, the real one that dies. But I mean, it's, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I'd go with that. The mulled wine, the turkey cooking on the day, the the smells coming through from the kitchen, definitely. And our dope has always had real trees. You're right. Always had real trees as kids. No one had a fake tree. You don't get a fake tree. No, it was frowned upon. Like I said, I don't think yeah. you walked in someone's house that had a fake tree. They made effort. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember going. I can remember going to pick the tree as well in Bulldog, where we used to live. It would be Taps Farm Centre. It used to be where we yeah. used to go and get them. So I can remember going to pick all the all the smell of the trees up. Then Dope said, "Got real trees when my daughter was little, but now we use a fake one. We went and cut the tree ourselves Ooh, from a tree farm. That's wow, a that's shout. proper national lampoon. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> real deal. That is. We don't we don't get that much over in the UK. I'm sure there is. Places. We do. You do get. Christmas tree farms it, but it's the same as it's the same as Halloween. So you go and pick your own pumpkin, but they've already been picked, but they've already been grown in a patch on a proper patch somewhere else. And it's, you literally just go to a field, and somebody just dumped a load of pumpkins in a field. And it's the same at Christmas, really, because all the yeah. the trees have been all imported from somewhere. And you'll literally go to a field, and there'll just be a load of Christmas trees just dumped. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll be upright. Yeah, they'll be upright yeah. but, in, a, in one of them um, yeah. satchel jobs. Isn't it? <laughs> So what's this? Uh, what do you, what do you most look forward to on Christmas Day? What do you most look forward to on Christmas Day? Um, do two takes on this one, old and new. Well, the dinner's got to be yeah. And oh, I was going to Google. I forgot. I was going to Google Christmas cracker jokes. <laughs> I completely forgot. 
What time would you traditionally eat Christmas dinner on the day? Was it a lunchtime or was it an evening dinner thing for you guys? Mummy Smith? Ours was always evening. It was usually sort of after we'd after we'd done dinner, going to the conservatory to do our presents, it was sort of getting dark around that time. So I would assume we sort of started it around 2, 3, yeah. and finish it around 4. I would say, let's go sound really corny, I'd say the whole day. I get a real, real, yeah. real bit of Christmas Day feels really, really different every and every year, and even though it's just another day, it just so happens to be a day that that's called Christmas Day, and obviously all the religious connotations to go with. I'd say I, like, I enjoy the whole day, the getting up, Jackson being uber excited, yeah, letting the dogs have a, some sort of Christmas bone to keep them entertained, and then sort of getting in amongst presents and all the rest of it. You know, Jackson wanting a fire on if it's a game or if it's a Ball game or a computer game, and get oh, can we do it yet? Can we do it? Yeah, yeah, hold on, we're just going <laughs> to go there and go have breakfast. You know what I mean? Oh, I want to play it now. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. How about you, Mark? Oh, I said Christmas dinner. Oh, Christmas dinner, right? Okay. Also, I've got to say, I think one of my favourite bits of Christmas Day is after everyone's had dinner, after everyone's opened their presents, and it's just the bit that I spoke about earlier, where I, when I was little, I got upstairs and bring battleships down. Yeah. That bit where you've got the whole family there, but everyone's chilling, all the hard stuff's out the way, yeah, everyone's yeah, relaxing, everyone's proper relaxing. The parents, are, the grown-ups are getting on it. <laughs> yeah. Another tear, Maria. Everyone's, everyone's, everyone's just having conversation, everyone's lying around, playing with whatever, whatever they got. I love that bit where it's just, nobody has any responsibility, yeah. everyone's just chilling and chatting. It's, when it's all done and out the way. That's a good shout. Love the evening and the cold meats, yeah, and the Boxing Day cold meats as well. So we've got a few people chiming in there, one o'clock, one or two, yeah. Three o'clock used to be the time for mum and dads, but me and Kerry and I, we aim for one, one half, one, two, there's somewhere around that yeah. mark. And then you can sort of let it go down and have a have a little sleep or mm-hmm. something nowadays. But yeah, cold, but oh, it's tradition in, in both households that – a turkey sandwich with stuffing or ham, so depending on what your what your tipple is, I always have a turkey sandwich Christmas evening. Oh, yeah, can cut up some, keep some stuff in the side, load that bad boy up. Like I said, even though turkey's not my favourite meat, I don't know anyone. I've never met anyone who has who's done a bad Christmas dinner. Yes, uh, our next door neighbour cooked the turkey with the giblets in the bag one year. Yeah, <laughs> but mine is that. No, I, I'm the same. I've never because. Well, um, the longest thing is, I always remember that it would be your mum, like, oh, the, the, back when you used to set the timer on the oven to come off warming up at like eight, because she knew mm-hmm. she had to have the, obviously the turkey was just, you know, ramming it in with your foot job because it was way too, you know, you know, all these people. I remember that being, oh, you got to put it on at like really early. Is that, have you? Yeah, oh, yeah, if you want to cook, right, you got to put it on really early. <laughs> okay, you've got to put it on really early then. And it'd be that waft of, like you said, coming from you sitting there and you, you try not to fill up on chocolates that are all dotted about the air. Oh, man, I need to eat. So you'd go and nibble on a couple of Quality Street. By the time the dinner was there, oh, man, maybe I have one too many Quality Streets. You better have too many sweets. No, I've not had too many sweets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. As I got older, as, as I get, getting into a teenager, uh, it would always be my Uncle David and me fighting over the bowl of leftover roast potatoes. Oh, in the evening and the Yorkshire puddings and all that stuff, all the beige stuff the beige from the stuff. Christmas dinner. That me and my <laughs> uncle fighting over that in the evening. That's a good show. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Kerry with the when she wears that hat from all day. the moment it goes on. Yeah, 
I can't stand them. I was going to say that you're sitting around, sitting around the uh, the dinner table. Uh, you do you 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 break open your crackers and you tell your jokes and you wear your paper hat. Yeah. The only problem is, and I get this problem from my mother, and it's a problem that we both face when we're eating a Christmas dinner, in that we are large of head, and more often than not. When that paper crown goes off, it almost instantly rips. It was like, yeah, it's gone. I have to go through three to the final one that don't. And what does my head in on them is it, it gets you on that part of the ears. It slips down through the day, and you got to yeah. keep on going. Come on, get up there, you <laughs> making me ears itch. Oh. But yeah, Kerry seems to. It's like that's one of hers, I think. But definitely the criticism. <laughs> oh God, here we're gonna. I, I don't. I'm scared to ask Kylie's question because it's going to start a war. Back in the day, it would have been Quality Street over Roses, but nowadays, uh, all heroes and celebrations have a neck and neck in our house. They both have quality in them. Heroes are crap. Just said, I've said it. That's fair. I love Cadbury chocolate, and I love a crunchy, and I love a whatever else is in the. But the miniature ones are rubbish. You think? I do. For me, uh, but Roses are Cadbury anyway, so I'd much rather have Roses than hero- Heroes. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, because like I said, for me, for me, Quality Street is always top choice, yeah. always first choice, and then Roses, and then Celebrations, and then Heroes. Was Roses Nestle or is Nestle? No, Roses are Roses are Cadbury. Oh, they are Cadbury. Quality Street and Nestle, I think. The one I didn't like inside the the Cab the Heroes one is the the odd choice of the Cab um, the egg one. The twisted. My mum said it. Yeah, the, uh, twisted. Yeah, that's it, Mrs. Mrs. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. That's my favorite one in the heroes is the twisted. Yeah, that's. I always thought that was the yeah, like choice. Like Kit Katkin said, the quality seems inferior in the miniatures. I definitely agree with that. That's weird. Isn't it's it? not that I dislike them. No. It's not like if you give me a tub of heroes, I'm going to be like, <laughs> rah. but they're my fourth. They're my fourth choice out of them four. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Quality Street was always, because, I mean, there weren't, when it was either Quality Street or Roses, and if you were lucky and mm. your mum had gone and got a box of Thorntons or something like that, like, or milk, what would they call them? Was it, uh, like, Dairy Milk had a selection box of posher chocolates back in the day, but they only literally had one layer in them. <laughs> you know what I used to have, what I used to get every Christmas when they were a thing? Was that? Oh, you're not going to really like what I'm going to say. Mingles. Do you remember Mingles? Mingles, they weren't the shape like Pringles, were they? No. Mingles. It was a they were a mint chocolate selection box. Ah, right. Well, no. The- you can get you can get one now. They came out last year. You can get one now. That's an after eight equivalent. So, uh, if anyone's listening to this, I will never say no to that. Matchmakers used to be the the mint thing with after eights at Christmas. I I like the marzipan fruits. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's like an them. old man thing. Yeah. That's an old man thing. But yeah, up the marzipan. Love <laughs> marzipan. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely them. I, I, they've got a name, but I can't remember them. The marzipan No, I can't fruits. remember them either. Yeah, they I know what you're on about. Two, like, yeah. two, but two, but two, but two. And Toffafis. Toffafi, oh, yes. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a big, Christmas thing. That only, that, you can get that all year round, but it only comes out <laughs> at Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> And the cheese cheeselets, but they're called treeslets at Christmas. Yes, yes. And your Jacob's crackers and all of that stuff. There's stuff that you, there's some stuff that you can get. Uh, twiglets. There's some stuff you can get all year round, but they only appear at Christmas for Definitely. some reason. 
Like, and then Chocolate oranges. There's the nut selection where they used to have the cracker with them, you know, not pre-cracked nuts, so to speak. You'd have to yeah, yeah, yeah with, the, you, with the nutcracker. Making a mess. The nuts with the, <laughs> your nuts with the bits of chocolate or the bits of yogurt-coated raisin or whatever inside. Yes. Yeah. Oh, digging up memories. The here, ring, mate. the orange and lemon slices ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, some memories flooding back in here, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I can never answer. Yeah, you don't, all these things you could get year round, but no, no, that's Christmas. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> well, I like top of this. <laughs> I think Aldi sell them out of all the places you can get them from. Aldi, on top of it, maybe a Christmas wrapping one. Marzipan, that's old, and toffee feet is older. You'll be on cheese balls and old Jamaica soon. Ain't nothing wrong with either of those either. Now, when <laughs> your mum says old Jamaica, she means the loaf or the drink. I'm assuming she means the ginger beer, like the yeah. ginger ale. I don't know if I'm a massive ginger beer drinker, but yeah, cheese balls, definitely. Yeah. Rum and raisin. Rum and raisin. This yeah. has been good. Great interaction. Yeah, it's been brilliant, honestly. Look forward to editing this one. <laughs> so, with that, uh, do you want an intermission? you got to go straight into it. Yeah. Shall we give it a bit of the... Uh... It is time for the draw. Our first ever giveaway. Our first ever old casters giveaway for the ten pound Amazon gift voucher. Ten so pounds. I have the results in front of me. On the twenty ninth of November, the episode All the Zards, we mentioned the word Christmas twenty five times. On the sixth of December, uh, during historic glory hole. We said the word Christmas 26 times. And last week's episode, Conduit of Head, we said the word Christmas 19 times. And that makes a total of 70. 70 Christmases. Over those three episodes, we said the word Christmas 70 times. And. Two people got that nailed on. Bang Two people on. got in touch with either you or myself and said, Mark, did you say it 70 times? And I said, received. Thank you. <laughs> so what I have done is I've created this wheel and there is 50 segments for the Doctor 97 and there is 50 segments for Slim Boy Fat 82 alternating and one of you two gorgeous gentlemen are going to win the £10 Amazon gift voucher. Let um, let Ben know afterwards. Let's keep the chair. And he will email it to you. Yes, I'll need your email address, yep, and I'll get it digitised. Are we ready? Ben, give us a countdown. In five, four, three, two, old one. Click that spin, Mark. Here we go. Spin, baby, spin. Show us a winner. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, and it's going to be. Oh, oh, oh. The doctor. Oh, God, that was close. Well done, the doctor. Congratulations. Congratulations, Scott. You are the winner of the £10 Amazon gift voucher. I don't think he's here in chat. I'm not sure, unless he's lurking. But he will uh, need to let Ben know your email address, sir. 
and he will ship that to you. Yes. Congratulations. By the digitalness. And I think that's it, Ben. First of all, Mark and I would like to wish all the cast listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Without you guys, we wouldn't have the podcast. And without your interactions, like we said before, it would be very, very dull. We'd have nothing to talk about. Yep. We want me and Mark and I want you, your families, sons and daughters, whoever you celebrate the special day with to have a fantastic Christmas. Keep yourself safe, keep yourself sound, make sure you have lots of fun and merriment. Couldn't have put it any better myself. Oh thank you, Mark. So Merry Christmas and a happy new year, everybody. Uh as for us, old casters, Ben and I, we are not next week, but we are going to record an episode sometime before the end of the year. And that episode is going to be where um, Ben and I are going to go over the stats. We're going to have a look at how the podcast has performed since August. We're going to have, a, we're going to have our own little rewind, our own little rewrapped of the podcast since we started it. But I believe that's it from the podcast point of view, right, Ben? I would say you're totally right, Mark. You want to sign us out? Have an amazing Christmas, everybody. I have been Smith. You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Marcohita. And I have been Jones. You can catch me at twitch.tv forward slash Bambis81. If you would like to click on our lovely uh, link tree, which is linktr.ee forward slash Old Men Army for everything Old Men related, be it the merch, be it the podcast, be it the uh, other guys' channels. And... That's about it, Mark, I believe. Yes, sir. Are you going to say it? What can what, I say? Love you, bye. <gasps> Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Old Costards with Smith and Jones. <laughs>